welcome to another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. Merry belated Christmas and happy holidays. We are finally in 2022, man. Oh, man, I don't know where to start, man. It's been a long couple of years. We're in another year of the pandemic, but we are here and we're all healthy. So I'm excited to be back with you guys. I'm your co-host, Tejon Graham. Alongside me is my guy, the one, the only, Mr. Jason Little. Jason, how you doing, man? Fantastic. Thank you, Tejon. So we're here, man. We're finally, 2021 is now gone. We're into 2022, man. You know, what are you looking forward to this year, man? Um, what I'm looking forward this year, it's, uh, it's a good question. I don't know what to expect anymore with uh, with everything that's happening, but uh, hopefully uh, the whole world gets better in the next uh, couple of weeks and we can get uh, more normal life and what we were used to before this whole pandemic occurred. But uh but yeah, hopefully we can uh, we can get on the right track and get people to get vaccinated and and get through this as as fast as we can because uh, it's not it's not nice for for anyone right now. Yeah. What you got, Jason? What you looking forward to, man? I'm not being locked down. Holy, I started off my 2021 uh, in isolation because I was sick, and then I'm, I'm ending it the same way. So I'm just hoping for a healthy year, you know, the whole year round. Oh, bro. Well, hopefully. But say we're in another year of the pandemic, so hopefully things can you know ease up. Obviously, Omicron is hectic right now, but let's hope that you know things can clear up. But you heard the sound of a voice. We got another special good guest. Man, I met this guy this year, <laughs> cool dude, you know, goalie of the men's hockey team, a former U Sports academic, all Canadian. He goes by one name to me, Francis. <laughs> I just love saying your name like that, man. So Francis, man, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here today, man. I'm glad to be here tonight and, and chat a little bit with you guys. So let's get right into it. So the current state of the OUA. So for those who are listening right now and don't know what's going on, I'll just give you a quick rundown. So unfortunately, the OUA put out a statement saying that they're currently pausing, you know, the seasons right now. So a lot of teams were supposed to come back and this time around January. Um, my team included, we were supposed to come back, you know, January 2nd and start scrimmaging, start playing some teams. I know other teams are supposed to do the same thing. And unfortunately, because of the rise of Omicron variants, um, things are paused until January 2024th. So there's no practices, there's no scrimmage, season games are on a hold. So for those who are listening to the podcast right now, that's just a quick rundown of what's going on. So Francis, my question to you, because I'm seeing what's going on in Quebec right now. Quebec, you guys are going back to curfews. You guys are really shutting it down. What's yeah. your mind, What's your mindset during this time, man? Like we we had we played some games throughout the first sem and we're gearing up to play second sem, but right now we don't know what's going on. So what's your mindset during this time and how are you mentally staying ready in hopes that we can finish out the season? Um, it's a really good question. I've, um, I was out, my mind was ready to be back in North Bay on December 28th. That was the, the usual, like the, the startup plan. But, uh, but as you just said, it got uh, delayed again and postponed until January 24th. So, so now the only thing I can do is just to, to keep, um, keep myself in shape trying to try to find new ways to, you know, to stay in shape. Cause like, like you said, we're, we're shut down. So all the gyms are closed. You just gotta do a couple of different things than what you're used to do. I, me personally, I'm going for a couple of, couple of runs every week, uh, trying to stretch, trying to juggle a little bit, just, you know, just to stay sharp. And, uh, and besides that, we could, we can just hope that uh, things get back to, to what they were during the first semester, like you said, we, we've been able to play a couple of games and the season was going pretty well. And, and all of a sudden we were, we're back like 
like we were last year. So hopefully uh, we, we'll, we'll get the chance to, to play a couple of games after Christmas too. Being three years now, going on three years now into this, this uh, COVID stuff, uh, how do you stay like mentally in touch with another, you know, break slash lockdown, we'll say, because it's just on and off, on and off. It's, you know, mentally it's got to be taking its toll. It's really tough. Uh, you know, I feel like I've been an embassy for only one year. I, I was there for the 19-20 season for my first year. Um, it got it got shut down in March. Our season was already over, but I had to leave uh, the university and go back home in March. And then the year after, we didn't play. And then this year, we play 10 games, and uh, it's shut down again. So I feel like uh, I haven't been... You know, that's not what I, what I planned when I came to Nipissing. I thought I'd have four good years of playing hockey and it's not, it's not the way I thought it would be, but the mental, the mental side of things is just to trying to stay positive. And I'm a pretty positive person and I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that things are going to get back to normal and we'll be able to all get back to, you know, playing the sport we all love, whether it's hockey or basketball or, uh, any other sports to, that are played at Nipissing, it's it's terrible for the athletes, but it's just just a matter of staying positive. Do try to try to keep yourself busy, uh, be in shape, and uh, be ready if ever it starts up again. I'm in the same boat as you because same thing came in 1920, my first year. So this is now my third year, just like you. And you can you, you said it like you really only experience like one real year of like what it's like to be a youth sports athlete in sense of you know no COVID restrictions. Um, like no really any like restrictions on anything like you can go to the locker room as you please no masks you can have as many people as you want the games etc and like I said first year we finished out our seasons second year was a complete wash and then this year even with some restrictions we were able to do some things but it's not the same and now with the Omicron variant we don't even know if we're even going to be able to finish the season so honestly just to say like it's really frustrating for like an athlete who, you know, you work so hard over these last, say, 15, 18 months or however long it has been, and then you play your season, especially for those, like I know that the volleyball teams have been doing really well this year. So it's kind of frustrating for teams who have really got off to a hot start. And then now with this Omicron variant situation, we don't even know if they'll have a chance to really finish it out. And a lot, Jason, a lot of people came back to finish off the year. Like, you know, Shannon and our team came back to finish off his eligibility, right? Like a lot of people exactly. came back to finish their last year because obviously COVID was washed this season. So a lot of people I know came back just to finish one more year and they can say, you know what, I played all five years. I had a great time to move on. But now even that year might be kind of washed. So it's just really frustrating. And I really hope that we can get back to, you know, the season and just finishing up for everyone who's, this is frustrating, man. But stay on the topic, obviously. Let's talk about the current season. So you guys are currently hovering around, you know, 500 right now. You know, for, I think I think four or five and one is a record right now. For you personally, you know, just talk a bit about how the season gone for you so far in your perspective as a personally and as a team. Um, pers personally, uh, I I came to camp uh, ready to ready to go. Uh, I've been working out a lot this summer and the, actually the past two years um, with a lot of pro hockey players here around my hometown and just trying to stay sharp and uh, I had a really solid training camp and I started the year as a, as the, the guy in net, uh, the first game. Um, and I have a really good goalie partner this year too in Brett Epp. And we've been, uh, we've been playing really good. He's been playing really good too. And uh, at the end uh, we're kind of, if you win, you, you mostly stay in net and 
if you don't win, then you we switch. Uh, we switch. You know, if I lose, then he plays. If you lose, then I play. So uh, we've got a really good, like, healthy relationship and healthy com- competitive. Like, he's a good competitor. I'm a good competitor. But it's been nice to have such a good guy with me this year, Nat. And uh, yeah, we we've both been playing well personally. I'm happy with the way I've played. Uh, things hasn't been go. I haven't been going the way I always wanted to, but that's that's just the way it is in sports. And uh, I was hoping for a, a, a good second half, and we'll see we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really happy with my my performances and with uh, you know my goalie partner I have. And as a team perspective. Like you said, we're four and five. Um, there's a really solid team in our division in Queens. They're they're really good. I think they're like eight, oh, and one as so far this year. So they, they barely never lose it. So they're a tough team to play. And um, but we we've still be been able to play some really good games against uh, UIT and even Queens, you know, sometimes it was really competitive games. So so our team has been really good. Uh a lot of young guys that have been able to step up their games. Um, it was really, really positive going into Christmas break with a big win in RMC. And then, uh, you know, hopefully we can keep that momentum going if we ever get back uh, in January. You, you said it. So if we are able to get back in January, like you said, you guys are right now four and five, around 500. Just like I said, based off what you've seen so far, what do you think it's going to take for the second semester for you guys to really, you know, hit the stride and really go where you want to go? Because I'm assuming every team wants to make it to playoffs, get to nationals, and obviously win a national championship. So what do you think are the steps that need to be taken in order for you guys to really reach the potential of this team? Um, well, first of all, I think everyone, like like you said, it's tough, especially here in Quebec right now. I don't know what it is in Ontario, but it's tough to stay on top of your game with, everything being shut down. So professionalism is going to be really important. Um, people need to come back and be in shape because if we're not, then um, it's going to be tough when you play hockey games that are so intense. And if you if you you lack effort during a, a month, a month and a half, then it's not going to be really good on the ice. But uh, yes, and I think we need a lot of consistency from our guys, you know, um, in the past seasons, we, we've struggled a little bit with, uh, with our record. It's a tough league to play in. So every, every game is really hard, but, uh, but yeah, it's all about consistency. We got to show up every game. We got to give our full effort and be focused and prepared. And I think if we do this, we'll, we'll have a good chance at winning uh, a lot more games after Christmas. So, so that's, that's the goal for the team. One of the things that COVID has really switched up with um, season this year is that the way the schedule was set. So obviously in our first year in 1920, you know, speaking from a basketball sense, we play, there's 18 teams in our league, obviously subtract ourselves, which be 17 other teams we play. You know, everyone plays each other at least once or you play twice your division. So we see every single team. When I was looking at your team schedule before we got on air, like you guys only play like three teams and you guys play them multiple times. So for you, like I said, being a goalie, like, and from a team aspect, how difficult is it for you guys to really, or how easy is it for you guys to really, like, you know, plan on against a team? Because you're seeing the same team multiple times, but every result is different. So for you, in the sense of being a goalie, like, what's your approach to how to tackle a team you're going to see three, four, five times throughout the season? Uh, it's a good question. I've never seen that. I've, I've never experienced something like this before and only played three teams um, through a whole year. Um, this year is really, really special for this, but, um, you know, we got to find ways to adapt our game because 
let's say we play RMC six, seven times during the year, they're never going to play. They're going to try to come up with some different strategies if we ever beat them the first two or three times. So, so we got to make sure we're, you know, we're ready and prepared. And most of the times when you, you guys probably know that you've probably played some playoffs game, the playoff games. Um, when you play a team a lot, rivalries tend to like um, get created. Right. So, so it, it's really intense. We, we don't like one another. It's because we play us, we play them so many times and you get to know the other players, you get to know, you know, they're chirping on the ice and stuff like that. So, so it's really, it's fun, but, um, but yeah, it's still like on the ice side, uh, every game's different and we got, we got to find a way to, to beat our opponent every time we step on the ice. I know talking with my coach from the basketball aspect, I know some coaches don't really like this new style. Like, for example, when we started off our season, our the best team in basketball for eSports is Carlton, and we started off our season playing, you know, them both times. So I know a lot of coaches, you know, don't really like seeing the same team multiple times. It's like it's really different. For you guys seeing the same team, same three teams multiple times, for you personally, like, do you like it because it kind of presents a challenge that you've never dealt with before? Or are you like other people that just said, I just don't like this period? Like, where is your stance on that? Me personally, I preferred when we played more teams because uh, obviously I'm from, Mon- I'm from Montreal area, so I had the chance to come and play here against McGill, Concordia, uh, even Three Rivers, that's an hour and a half away from my from my hometown. So uh, it was easier for, let's say, my parents, family, and friends to come and see games. So on that on that aspect, for me, I thought it was better to play uh, different teams. Um, but if I play the same team um, five, six, seven times during the season, I don't, I don't. It doesn't really matter as long as you're you're playing good. You know, it's it's all at the level we're at right now. When we get on the ice, it doesn't matter who the the opponent is. You just gotta get the work done and and win. So. So that's 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 how I think, and um, you know it's not it's not always easy, but we we have to to accept that and uh, and uh, go with that because that's uh, that's the best we had this year with uh, with a division with four teams. So so we can't do anything about it. Like post secondary, when like when you're done, we'll go post post secondary. When you're done university, I have a bunch of buddies, and hockey's unique in comparison to basketball and football, where like guys will go, you know. I mean, either they go one year and play university, then they'll go pro, they'll finish for four years, go play in Spain or overseas or whatnot. Um, I have a couple of buddies that played in the OHL, and then they'll use all their years of eligibility before they even consider going to either U Sport or NCAA. And then from there, like, what would be your final destination? Like, I know I've heard great things about, like, Sweden and, like, that, like, the Nordic block there. Or would you like to stay local in North America? Or there's just so many options with hockey. Um that's good that's a great question i've i've always dreamed of playing pro hockey um so my goal was to get in university play three or four years and then make this the next step right um my goal is to obviously play in north america it would be east i don't know if you guys are you know uh, familiar with the east coast east coast hockey league that would probably be the next step um that was my that was my goal um, for this year, it might be really hard because of you know the pandemic still happening and stuff like that, and our season finishing in March, so that would be hard. But for next year, that would be my target. If this doesn't work out, um, it's definitely a goal of mine to to go and play Europe at least one year. Um, I'm probably going to be able to find a league somewhere. I don't know. I've always been 
I've always liked France because I don't know they speak French down there, so I might want to <laughs> and and try try to go there. And it's it's a beautiful place to visit too. But uh, but yeah, just for the experience, I'd like to to go for at least a year after I'm done with my degree to to, to travel and experience what it's like to be a pro and uh, and do it for for a year and see where that goes after. I don't know if I would stay there for more than one year, uh, depending on how it goes and if you know if I have other options after, but. Um, once, once I'm done university, I definitely want to at least try for a year or two. Sure. And then uh, kind of to backtrack a bit, I know you just went all the way to your future. Uh, just talking about some of your history in hockey. How young did you start playing hockey? At? I started when I was uh, four years old. My parents, uh, they, they actually wanted me to learn skating. So they, um, they, they got me into like figure skating just to learn the basic of the basics yeah. of skating, right? Which yeah. is really good. But then I was watching hockey on TV, even at that young age with my dad, and he would bring me there. And I was like, where's the stick and the pucks? So I, so I did like the first practice and I was complaining because there wasn't any sticks and pucks. Then the second practice, I didn't want to go on and they had to, you know, get me into real hockey because I, I just didn't want to step on the ice if I didn't have a stick. So, so I started playing there when I was four and I was a forward because, you know, when you're that, when you're that young, they they don't have really goalies. You're just learning how to skate around and stuff like that. Yeah. But the next year, I actually started playing goalie at five, and oh. I never stopped since. So from five, <laughs> from five until now at 23, and I'm still playing goalie. Hard on the hips, but uh, <laughs> but, I, but I but I'm but I'm fine. And uh, you know, I'm I'm glad I chose this. Uh, I've been able to make it this far, so I, I feel like I, I made the right decision. But uh, but yeah, I've been playing for a long time for sure. Oh, that's good. I know I'm going to make a, quite the presumption, but I've from majority, like I'm from a hockey town. So I'd say majority of my guys have done the exact same thing, but I'm going to presume you've played against a lot of guys, a lot older than you growing up. Yeah, I did. Well, two years, two years older than me would be, would be probably the, the yeah, oldest I've played. Okay. Uh, well, university were, there were some older guys that I've played. Cause when you come in at 20 or 21, cause I'm a younger like guy, you play some guys that are 25, 26. Yeah. So that would be probably the biggest margin I've played, but it doesn't make that much of a difference when you're in university. Oh, but, uh, but yeah, when I was younger, maybe, I don't know. When I was five, I was maybe playing some seven-year-olds sometimes. So that was that was a big gap to try and fill. Yeah. Did you find that helps in hockey? Like, I just, I see it all the time. Like, I'm, one of my buddies, he played for uh, Flint, Michigan. He was 17 years old when he when he was on the team. So it was just crazy seeing him throwing hands with some of these like 23 or 22 year olds. And it's like, <laughs> you know, was, was he, he was playing major junior. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so if he was 17, like he was playing, he was playing against like maybe some 20 year olds. But there's still the big difference between. A oh, yeah. Well, was... And a 20, because then when you're 20, you're fully developed. And when you're 17, you're still you're still growing. So even 16, some guys are playing at 16 years old in the OHL or QMJHL. So it's you know it's uh, it's a big gap. But uh, but yeah, no, I've never you know I've never felt in that it's you know it it doesn't make that much of a difference in terms of size and you know a player has to be physical and you know um, they play they they hit one another and stuff like that. I'm a goalie. I'm staying in my crease. So even if I was playing a 20 year old, I, I can see a difference, you know, uh, even when I was 17, I, you're in your net, you're doing your thing. And, you know, it's, it's just, a it's just an, an adaptation that you have to make because the, the play's quicker, but, uh, 
but I've been able to do that and it, I, I feel like everything went smoothly. So this is good. So, yeah. Like what you've been hearing so far? Make sure to follow us on IG at Lakers Locker Room and subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're at it, where you can find clips of all our episodes and video content associated with the podcast. Part two of the Lakers Locker Room starts now. The journey that athletes take is a profound one in a sense that you learn a lot of lessons along the way. And fortunately, you know, I was coached by my dad, so my dad would always really compare, you know, how basketball relates to life. So my question for you is, Along your journey of playing hockey, you know, from being a kid until now, what's the biggest lesson that hockey or sports in general has taught you? Um, man, that's a good question, Tito. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it, taught, it taught me a lot of things. Um, you know, hard work is my route to get to where I am today. Hasn't been easy, you know, and many players experience the same things. You're not, you're not always a, the best of your, you know, you're not always on the, have you ever heard like never too high, never too low, yeah. right? But yeah, you can, you can never be always high and everything goes well, right? Because yeah. that's, that's just not the way it is. Maybe for some people, but for me, um, it's always been tough. Uh, even growing up in minor hockey, it's been really hard. And uh, just to make it this far, it took, you know, sometimes people only see the result. You get there, you're like, okay, that, that guy's good. He made it to university, but there's a lot of back the outside work that people don't see you're doing on your own um, that I've been doing. So it, it really taught me to be, you know, hardworking. And then after that, it comes with, with school when, you know, it's not easy sometimes too. And you gotta, you gotta hand in a 25, 25 pages of work. And then you're like, that's a tough, that's a tough assignment. And you have to go through that. And, and perseverance and stuff like that. The, the, those are the things that I learned. It's mostly like perseverance and hard work, I would say, um, through my 15, 20 years playing. The final question I have for you before we go into quick edits and Jason, I would love for you to hear your answer too, because I never asked this question. We're early into 2022. Um, obviously going into this year, you know, what are some goals you have for yourself? It can be personally, it can be hockey related, anything. What, what are some goals you have for yourself for 2022? It, was it was it for me? Uh, yeah, was it, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, friend, yeah, yeah. Um, so my goals for 2022 would be just first of all to, to graduate because I kind of fast tracked my my degree. Um, I'm finishing this year. It's only my third year at Nipissing, but I took so many summer courses that now I can actually get it done this year. Um, so graduate, get 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 my paper from Nipissing is actually one of my one of my goal. I'm almost there, so so that's the first goal. And um, besides that, I just wanna I just wanna succeed in hockey. Uh, I've, like I said, I've put so much work the past years, um, and I have a goal to go pro. So for me, at the end of the year, if I could maybe finish the season somewhere professionally, and or even if I don't next year, make the step you know, that I need to make to to go pro, it would be probably the my goal for 2022 because uh, next year. I, I want to play somewhere else and I want to be uh, playing professional. So, so that would be my, my second goal, but, but school first. And I want to, I want to get my degree first. So, so that's the goals. Nice. What about you, Jason? Yeah, honestly, I wasn't even thinking about graduating when I actually am graduating next year. So I will have to say that that clearly is number one. But I mean, other than that, um, you know, keep, keep going with basketball and work on my fitness even more. Um, you know, as Tejan, you've known, I've been doing a lot more like powerlifting and bodybuilding. So I just, uh, 
get those strength members up and then that's about it you know that and and finish school man it's been a long run way too long <laughs> i think for me what's really helped over these last couple of years is that you know a lot of people always make you new year's resolutions so you know sometimes people will say you know i'm gonna work out more i'm gonna be nice or whatever i think what i started doing last year which i really helped is like put into words so kind of simplify it so at this time last year going to 2021 i said my word for you is going to be evolve like i really want to evolve in different aspects of my life whether it's like personally basketball things like that you know, Francis, Jason always jokes and says that, you know, I have the biggest glow up in Nipissing history. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think I'm doing all right. But um, but for real, though, I think um, for me, like I said, last year, my world was evolved. I think looking back at 2021, I think I had a really good year. I think looking back at it, I think I'm really proud of myself because I really feel like I did evolve. Um, I think I got better in a lot of things. I really think I feel like I really expanded my networking and I feel like I've really become more known I feel like I've done a lot of more stuff so I'm really proud of that I think going into 2022 my words probably expand like I've evolved now but now it's time to expand like and expand in terms of different aspects whether it's you know expand my basketball game you know continue to expand my growth expand my networking like I feel like really expanding different parts of my life is what's really going to help me to continue to propel myself to be the person I want to be because after this year I still got two more years of school so coming in as 19 years old and leaving when I graduate 24, it's going to be a big, you know, that's a lot. That's a big chunk of my life to really expand. Right. So I really think that 2022 is going to be my year of expansion, which will probably be my word. And I really hope that anyone listening here, hopefully if you don't really do good at following New Year's resolutions, maybe you can take what I do and just try to simplify into words, because sometimes simplifying into words probably makes it easier for yourself to accomplish rather than putting out a laundry list of goals that are just not attainable. That's just hard to do. Uh, true but francis man i really appreciated you coming on i can speak for jason when we say we really enjoyed the conversation so now we're getting to our quick hitter segment so this is the part of the podcast where we asked our guests a question and they had to answer it as fast as possible jason do you have the questions ready i'm getting those up right now sorry i told you i'm a little rusty hey boys also, just, just remember i've got a language barrier here so <laughs> it's not too hard i promise you the quickest guess you've got so okay I'll do my i'll do my best Okay. So I have one last question. I mean, you can cut this out if you want, or if you want to keep it. I mean, it's totally up to you. Uh, Francis, did you play? Did you go to CJEP? No, I never went to CJEP. Um, and neither did my sister, actually. But in Quebec, where you're supposed to go to CJEP before going yeah. to university. But what I did is I dragged, I graduated from high school, which is here grade 11 when you graduate. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, I got into a high school in Ontario in Cornwall called Oh. Um, Ontario Hockey Academy. Uh, I went there for a year. It's kind of a prep school. And uh, so I graduated again from high school the next year, grade in grade 12. So I have two high school diplomas, which is pretty, pretty sick. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I went there after and I never went to CJEP after that. Uh, I went straight to university when I played in juniors uh, down in the Maritimes, um, two years for, for the Edmonton Blizzard. I don't know if you guys know the team probably probably not but but uh, i've played there two years and they were you know helping me with my university they had a university on campus so i started uh, my my degree there a little bit and then after that i transferred to the nippus thing whenever i got recruited to play here so that's awesome i just know uh cjap i find it really helps some people i mean especially in basketball you know it's it's like you know you go to a cjap and they're just like all of a sudden grown men (laughs) yeah no it's actually pretty good. That I think uh, they have some good basketball programs in CJ too. Some, oh, some my God, yeah. Pretty oh good, my God, yeah. 
Yeah. They do, man. They do. We got a lot of CJ guys. We got a couple of CJ guys in our team. So, Bedford, so, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You develop players pretty well, I think. So, it gives you another two years to like two, three years to play kind of like not university level play, but like, you know, uh, from 17 to 19 years old, you can play there. And then after that, you transfer and you go to university and kind of. They actually added, if you're a division one CJEP, you can play in the RFCQ. So there's some CJEPs down that are actually playing with university guys. Now they're, I mean, they're not doing the best, but I mean, they still are. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. So you just learned me something. So I just found that out this year myself, to be honest, okay, <laughs> a couple good. weeks ago. It's good. I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I right, whenever you are, Sejan. All right, bet. So, first question. So, Francis, who is your favorite musical artist? Um, Imagine Dragons. Oh, okay. So respect that one. Uh, and a song you have on repeat. Jeez, I have so many French songs. Uh, Wow, that's a good question. I'd say, uh, oh, I'm not the quickest, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> let's let, let's say, please. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will say this though. My favorite French song I heard when I was 13 was "Javi Palimo" by Lafouine. That song is super tough. Have you ever heard that song? No. Wait. Say it again. "Javi Palimo" by Lafouine. Never, Never heard that. I gotta show you after, man. I gotta show you. I'm terrible with names, like name song, like the the names of the songs. I, I'm not good at that, you know. <laughs> but if I get it later, I'll I'll say it. I'll say it, guys. Sorry about that. I'll show I'll show you after. I'll show you after. But uh, next question: Your all-time favorite musical album? I probably man. I have so so many French things you guys don't know. I I'm a huge Bob Dissonette fan, but you you guys don't know who that guy is. Uh, it's called La Belle in French. It's uh, he was a former hockey player, and he and he was singing songs about hockey and stuff like that. And he actually died a couple of years back in a oh. helicopter tragic helicopter accident. But he was really good. So I said that one. But La Belle you guys don't know what that means in English. It's like. Uh, Playoff bird. That's how, that's how it's called. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so that, that's the album. Sorry about that. That's fine. All right, who's your all-time favorite athlete? Um, Rafael Nadal. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, next question. The last show you binge watched? M- Modern Family. Good show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could spend a day with someone dead or alive, who would it be? Maurice Richard. Okay. Good answers, man. Okay. This is a personal one for me. Uh, I'm actually, <laughs> I actually have no idea where we're going to go with this. So, Francis, do you like pineapple, you, do you like pineapple on your pizza? I do, but if, if it's not there, I, I'm I'm not going to complain, you know? If okay. it's there, I'm going to eat it. But if it's if it's not there, then I'm happy to. So, it doesn't really matter. I, I prefer without it, but I can, I can still eat it with pineapple. That's a W. I'll that's take that. Really, that's, that's, a, really, that's a tech on my list. That's not really a good one because he did say if it's there, like some people, if they see pineapple, they're not going to eat it. He says he doesn't but, mind. That's not, that's like, he, that's like 50. He that's did like, say he would not go out of his way. I'm not sure that's fine, but he, but he did say like, if it's there, like he'll eat it. Like that's not, that, that, that's like 50, 50. Be honest. True. But, but, but that's, that's, that's like this. You have a hundred dollars right here. Okay. You get any pizza you want and you can get as much as you want. Would any of those be a pineapple pizza? No, it wouldn't. Bang, Tejo. That's a dub for me. That's still not a... Just go to the next question. 
Uh, milk before cereal or cereal before milk? No, uh, cereal cereal before milk. Okay. Uh, next question. I think like it's probably another French song to this question, but that's okay. What's a song that you would never forget the lyrics to? Um, I could be wrong. Could not be French. Actually, I no. It's gonna be an English song. Actually, um, okay. "Wake Me Up" from Avicii. It's probably the first song that oh, I've, ever, song. I've ever known the lyrics. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And Aloe Black's not song, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Aloe Black. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What's a good song? If you had to stay on a deserted island, what three items are you taking with you? Um. And it's gonna be water for sure. Water, um, my phone, and uh, bread. I'm a huge bread fan, so it's, it has to be has to be bread. You know, the French people eat a lot of bread, so it would be bread for sure. <laughs> yeah, could David be in my house, Jason? He eats a lot of bread. Uh, Baguettes, man. That's a lot of yeah, yeah, Shabbat. Yeah, actually, that's true. I never thought of that. Uh, next question: What's one skill you wish you were good at? Um, speaking more than two languages would that be good? I wish I could learn. Like I, I've been good to learn like English, but like I wanted to learn Spanish and some other languages. I I even took a university course and I, I can't figure it out. So if I was really good at like languages, I'd like to speak a lot of languages so I can go anywhere and travel and speak the language. Okay, my most common answer has usually been singing. So okay, yeah. language is a pretty good one. Okay, you got next one, Jason. Question two. Uh, this one's kind of a trippy one. If you were in an alternate universe, the same you, different timeline, what would you be doing? Playing video games. I don't have an Xbox <laughs> anymore. I'm, I'm almost crying now because I've got nothing to do. So I'd probably be playing some video games a ton. And now I don't have actually, the time. Yeah. So, well, I actually do right now, but I. I don't have the money. That's all. That's fair. That's fair. Expensive to buy this this thing anymore. I always joke. Broke college kids struggles. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, it's facts. It's facts. Mm -hmm. Final question. If you could tell your first yourself one word of advice, what would it be? Never too high, never too low. That's what, that's what it would be. Just try, try to try to stay the same, and whether it's in when it's not going well or when it's going really well. So uh, never too high, never too low. Don't have too much expectations and just, well, you can have expectations, but don't get down on yourself that it doesn't happen the way you want it to. I like that. But that's all the time that we have. So Francis, man, really appreciated you coming out. It was good to see you again. Um, like I said, I hope that we can, both of us can finish our seasons. Um, like I said, it's a crazy time right now, but um, really appreciate taking the time to sit down with us today, chop it up with us, um, and hope, like I said, if we have a season, good luck with the rest of your season. Well, I'd love to come out to a couple more games. And it should yeah. be fun. Yeah, boys, thanks for having me once again. Uh, two really nice dudes, and uh, all the best in your both your basketball careers. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll see each other, whether it's in Europe, uh, playing pro, or in the university <laughs> this year. Who knows? and that's a wrap on the first episode of 2022 i want to thank my boy francis for joining us you can find the biggest interview on youtube and listen to the full interview on all podcasting platforms peace out